You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome back to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And this week, once again, we're masking for trouble. I love it. Yeah, we're closing out our double bill on Halloween mask-themed horror movies. Not niche at all. Not niche at all. But it's the right time of the year. It's the time of the season to get eaten by bugs. Mask? Yeah, well, I mean, this movie in particular. Eaten by bugs. Killed by druid robots. Celebrating the child sacrifices of Sam Hain. Honestly, this one listeners have been asking for for a long time. Yeah, we're finally talking this week about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The black sheep of the franchise. Because <laughs> it dared to do something different. Yeah, we're in a weird period where people are revisiting it. People are maybe getting second opinions. The longtime lovers are like, see, I told you. Mm-hmm. And then there are those people who've dug their heels and they're like, no. It's not good. There's no Michael Myers. I hate it. I hate it. And you and I have kind of just like sat on the fences and watched because I I think you can agree with this. We've never really been huge fans of the Halloween franchise. I'm going to say franchise because I think we both really love and appreciate the original, but we've never Who doesn't. We've never quite gotten into the Halloween movies like say we enjoy the Friday the 13th series. I just think that this is this is the one of the strangest franchises horror has, and for some reason, you and I really respond to the ones that the, the Halloween heads don't like. Halloween Resurrection? Please. Love it. Halloween H2O? I think has has finally found its, its corner. But, Vibes! Right? <laughs> Love it. It's great. Like the Rob Zombie movies. Uh, I don't I don't know why people don't like Halloween Resurrection. It's so funny. Everybody's like seems the ones people really seem to respond to sequel wise are two, four, and five, and you and I are just like, nah. You're like, eh, they're, they're fine. They exist. Yeah. They're <laughs> like the how they're like the Friday the thirteenth part sevens. It's those are the new bloods of the franchise, if you ask me. <laughs> they're all Roy's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is bizarre because, yes, it does not have Michael Myers. They tried to do something a little different with the franchise. They course corrected immediately afterward by bringing Michael Myers back. But it's it's truly one of the strangest franchises. It's as convoluted as so many of uh, the Friday the 13th movies. And I think by just going by that alone, you and I have really not talked about Halloween 3 a lot because I think we always knew it was going to be something on the podcast. So... I think we've generally just shied away from yeah. discussing our opinions on it. But just based on, you know, where it is in the franchise alone, what it is, the premise, just how weird and off the wall it is. I think I feel safe to say that you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Uh, you know what? I've I've my entire life have put it lower on my franchise ranking because I'm like, well, it doesn't have Michael Myers and that's what Really? I, that's what I want to see in a Halloween movie. Okay. Cuz I think he's a cool character. Uh, and I think this movie's silly. <laughs> like I just I just think it's weird. I think they went I think personally think they went too weird too fast. I love the idea of saying fuck it, we're going to make this an anthology series and everyone's going to be different. Maybe we have one every once in a while that's an immediate sequel to Maybe the previous movie. Maybe a mistake movie. after doing Halloween 2 and bringing Jamie Lee back and continuing the night. Because then for Halloween 3, people are like, ooh, the saga of Michael Myers continues. Yeah. If, if Halloween 3 Season of the Witch was actually Halloween 2 Season of the Witch, you wouldn't necessarily have sequel expectations. You know, my honest opinion is that they should have just stuck to it. Halloween 4 should have been a another 
weird installment. Yeah. Th- that's what they could have done. They could, if like, yeah, the response no, was but they always like, going to be weird. They were like, money, John, money. I mean, we all like money. <laughs> but they could have, I, I don't know. I think this is one of those ones where they could have dug their heels in and they could have stuck to it. And then maybe Halloween 8, we bring, we bring the mask back. Or Halloween 6, we bring the shape back. Well, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wanted it to be an anthology. They and I wanted think it, it was to be, the right choice. Yeah, they wanted it to be a different Halloween set movie every single night. They wanted, a, you know, a giant Twilight Zone-esque universe uh-huh. of Halloween movies. And I think that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. The reason why it didn't work is because... It's not Hall- good. <laughs> no! It's because Halloween 1978 was so monumental. Like, it was, yeah. it was such a, you know, a bullseye in the horror space that... That anything else would have paled in comparison. So they, uh, everybody was just like, we want more Michael, even though that's not necessarily a good idea. They should have gone with like ghosts or some other different Halloween thing. You can't, My, I, I think the problem is that the pivot from masked killer on the loose to fucking Irish druid witchcraft. Okay, calm your roll With here. microchips in Halloween masks a that vibe. are active. A vibe. <laughs> I, just, I just think that it was a, a very hard left turn. It went too sci-fi. Okay, so this is slasher. too hard a left turn than say Jason X? <laughs> yes. Excuse me? I'm doing that blinking meme right now. Is that, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, it was, I think it was too hard of a left turn. I think, uh, I, I think they should have I think they should have slowed their roll. Okay, I think we're getting way too into this way too soon because we haven't done any three good things. And because you're being a negative Nancy right now, I'm going to make you fucking start. (laughs) No problem. Three good things about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. If you also think that this movie is a little odd uh, or you've, you've been putting off revisiting it for years. Number one, they kill kids. I'm just going to say it right now. They kill kids. Whether you like kids or you don't, uh, horror movies are often hesitant to put kids in danger and all, like the craziest deaths in this movie, this movie are is, children. is straight up mass kid aside. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they look great. They they do like they really hold off sometimes on using special effects and and scare sequences. But when they kill a kid in this movie, they go hard. It's fantastic. Number two, I'm gonna go with Stonehenge witchcraft. That's a good thing. I fucking love that. Okay, how original is that witchcraft? Fucking Stonehenge witchcraft. Mm. I love it. And we've both decided it's a good thing for this movie. It's a good thing. Number three, Tom Atkins in the one, maybe the only movie that he's not a detective. I thought he was a cop halfway through the film. And I was like, why does he keep calling the hospital? He's a cop doctor. (laughs) Doctor cop. That should be his name. He is a cop doctor. I don't know where I was going with that about that. Yeah, Tom Atkins, always great. He's He's a good thing. How how often do you get a grizzled doctor? (laughs) Love a mustache in a horror movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe a bonus good thing that at at every opportunity, if somebody's watching television and television plays a large role in this movie, there's always an ad for Halloween 1978. Because this exists in a world where that movie has come out theatrically and is now available on cable television. I love that. I think that's great. Man, if Halloween 4 had had a commercial for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, that would have been great too. How fucking cheeky is that? I, it's great. I, I I would love if it was a Russian doll situation where every movie, somebody every time somebody watched television, it was an ad for a previous movie that had come out. I just, I think that would have been great. And I think they could have, they could have continued on doing weird shit like that. And and kept it to a Twilight Zoney night gallery ish approach that they had hoped for. Yeah, it would have been like a, a Cloverfield situation. How each of the Cloverfield yeah. movies is um, a different story set on the same timeline. Like it's this night, you know, Clover jumps down from Clover. from space and enact some havoc and it's the end of the world and we're seeing each film a different perspective of that same night i would have loved if it had been this extended universe of one single halloween night just over and over and over again 
And then we would have kept it in the 80s or in the late 70s, which would have been groovy. <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, okay, so three good things about Halloween Three Seasons of the Witch. We got the, uh, we got the death of children. We've got ancient druid witchcraft. I said Stonehenge witchcraft. I did not say druid. Tom motherfucking Atkins, who's just always uh, grizzled something. He's a grizzled dad. He's a grizzled cop. And in this one, he's a grizzled doctor. Those are the reasons we think you should revisit this movie this Halloween season. Uh, and we're going to toss to the trailer real quick. And when we get back, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochrane, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask! Can I have a mask? Uh, uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Congress? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Three, season of the witch, the night no one comes home. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, is currently sitting at a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, more importantly, uh, sitting at a, wow, 28% audience rating. Uh, Usually those are higher. Whoa! And a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I would also like to point out that for this particular episode, we watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. TV e- cut. Exactly as intended. <laughs> we watched a edited for television VHS bootleg, which is definitely how you should watch it. My first. With full commercial breaks. So it took full us like. Com- it took two well, and a half hours. Well over two hours. I fell asleep. We had to revisit it the next day. It was a saga of Halloween 3. We lived this movie for 48 <laughs> hours. Truly. Did you always know that Halloween 3 didn't have Michael Myers? Like that was just a thing you knew going into this? Well, I had. So I have seen it before, but I don't necessarily. Like I don't have a memory of not being aware. Like, okay. I think I had heard the discourse before I saw it. So Halloween 3, I think I maybe came into later, like I would say like teens or later, whereas the other ones, I feel like I've seen pretty steadily, like from watching AMC Fear Fest or uh, AMC Fear Fest, <laughs> <laughs> where they play four, five, six in random order, and then maybe you get Halloween 1 and 2 at prime time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the first time I saw it, I knew what I was after. Okay, so that I... Definitely did not. And Which is maybe why I'm I'm not like aligned with the people that are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not holding on to that childhood anger of like, what the, where the fuck is Michael Myers? Uh, par, p- part of the funny part about that is that when, you know, going back to being able to rent movies from the video store for basically nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know you had the greatest childhood ever. Yeah. I picked this movie up like Season of the Witch. That's a weird title. Don't know how that applies to Michael Myers. <laughs> like, whatever. No big deal. Uh, put the tape in and you would occasionally have this problem where tapes were just like mangled uh, at the video store and this one was truly disastrous for the first three and a half minutes so I I had to skip past all I like that you kept trying (laughs) well I honestly I think that there was even a message like on the tape like 
bad in the beginning, don't rewind it. Like, they're like, we'll rewind it for you. Like, be kind, don't rewind. Was it their only copy, I guess? Yes, it did. Yeah, okay, absolutely. so you were like, I'm watching Halloween 3. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it was just garbled. Like, like a, VA, a VCR had definitely eaten this tape. And the, the intro for this movie is very good. Let's start with that. The Halloween 1 and 2, we've got great pumpkins. One of my favorite things about this movie. Yeah, I did not see that when I first saw, saw the movie. So, like, in this, we have the pumpkin is being uh, displayed on a television. And it's being rendered. So we're watching, you know, like the lines being cut out, like the pumpkin is being carved digitally. When you said that, I was like, well, you know what? That's pretty fucking rad. That's pretty I don't know if I've ever cool. thought of that. Yeah, piece by piece, we're seeing this pumpkin carved. And the score is matched to the lines that are showing up on the TV, right? Like, it's all super synthy, and it's like... I loved it. That's the pumpkin being displayed line by line. Like a bad printer from the 80s, just... So I didn't see any of that. And I loved that this time around. Thought that was great. And it's a great way to tie in what the original Halloweens were. Like the the intros of Halloween and Halloween 2 are so iconic. Like mm-hmm. so iconic that we're still we're all still carving that pumpkin face. Yeah. Like fucking 40 years later, we're all like in the weird eye that connects to the lip. Oh yeah, because it does have that cut in or it. Or it's the nose that connects to the lip. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I uh so I put this tape in and it was all fuzzy and broken. I didn't even see the title, right? In my experience. So I'm just watching a guy running around getting chased by another dude in a suit and then that guy's strangling this t- and I was like there's no way this is the right movie like I was certain that this was wrong so I went back to the store the next day I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure this is the wrong tape it's not the right movie I mean I couldn't see the title at the beginning they but probably there's... had kids doing that every single time yeah. it was rented at I'm like there's no Michael Myers like nah it's the right movie I'm like are you sure and I was just I couldn't understand the decision as an eight-year-old trying to watch this at home i'm like i don't get it why why would you do this as an adult i get it i think it's a great idea but it just made no sense to me little you it was like i don't understand creative license no not at all (laughs) well because i'm also looking at halloween five six and you know how and h2o is coming out soon where's Lori's nephew's cousin twice removed (laughs) yeah all of these other movies have michael myers why not this one it just didn't make it did not make any fucking sense at the time. And now I no still... No Dr. Loomy? <laughs> no Dr. Loomy. Yeah, that's how you know it's a Halloween movie, right? I think I, I, I think maybe I'm still holding on to some of that frustration. Who knows? It sounds like you are. <sighs> it was a fun experience. Because <laughs> for years, I just was like, there's no way this is the right movie. Because <laughs> I never saw the title card. I'm like, I don't believe it. I think it's a, like, I think it's a completely different movie and the guy at the video store fucked up. You know, I'm sad that... The Halloween franchise didn't become an anthology, but it makes Halloween 3 more special because it's this weird little side, you know, sequel that some people just pretend doesn't exist and others are like, no, it's the best. It's the best sequel. So we've got a guy who's attacked at the beginning who, you know, manages to make his way to help. Ambulance brings him to Tom Atkins Hospital. And before the night's out, he's assassinated in the hospital. And Tom Atkins witnesses the assassin commit suicide in the parking lot. And he's like, yo, I'm a cop now. (laughs) Yeah, he goes on a full detective mission. Like this, this guy shows up. Puts his fingers into the, this patient's brain, scrambles him up until he dies, and then lights himself on fire in his own car. Now, Tom Atkins is fucked up from that. He can't get over it. Can you I, please call him by his name? He's Dr. Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dan <laughs> goes off the deep end. Uh, Wikipedia tells me that he's an alcoholic. I, I, I think did... he's a recovering alcoholic. He's got an ex-wife, and he's got kids who don't want his masks that he bought him. Man, what a sad dad moment where he shows back up. He's they, like, yo, they, I got you masks. And they're like, we have better masks. We, yeah. They're going to steal our souls later. <laughs> it's not even that we have better masks. It's like, oh, mom already got us masks. And it's like, bitch, you don't want two masks? Come on, dude. I mean, the sh- silver shamrock masks are dope. That's the thing. Which, which one's your favorite? Which one would you wear? From the silver shamrock masks? Oh, okay, so we've got the skull. We've got the witch. We've got the pumpkin. They're all very good. They are all very good. And the color on them is very good. I would be the pumpkin. I really like that skull mask. The skull is good. I could see you in the skull. I think I just because of that. Also, we can't be the same mask. We so. can't. Be, no. We the thing is, we need a we need a friend. We needed somebody else to be the witch, right? 
Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> the dog could be Matilda. Yeah, I uh, maybe it's just because of the Evil Dead 2 poster. I've always liked a skull with eyeballs. Mm. Like Return of the Living Dead. Like it's just it's impossible. There's no way a skull would ever just have eyeballs. It's, I love the look of it. It's also got good personality. Like they're they're really well sculpted masks. Do you think there's kind of an under like I <sighs> Now, this really depends on when McDonald's came out with the boo buckets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I honestly, do you think it's a reference to the boo buckets? Because they're like originally they were green, white and orange. And I think they were a witch, a ghost and a pumpkin. Yeah, but aren't these just the most iconic Halloween outfits? Yes. I mean, then that's entirely possible. But there could be some kind of a corporate message in this film. Like if they're actually riffing off, say, you know, McDonald's, who's one of the biggest fucking fast food chains ever, who's done this commercialization of Halloween. Wouldn't that be interesting? I mean, it would be, but... Do you really think that the indie horror movie that has like barely enough budget to make its own movie is going to try and- It wasn't an indie horror movie at this point, though. Because Halloween was a fucking sensation. So okay. much so that we're only like three years past that movie and we're on the third sequel. Like, these, these movies were being churned. Friday the 13th, the franchise wouldn't exist if Halloween wasn't such a smash. That's true. I am seeing here uh, on just like a quick little uh, internet detective sleuthing job that the first Halloween buckets came out in 1986. Okay, so... So the answer is no. So <laughs> the uh, the CEO of McDonald's 1986 was <laughs> well, a huge okay, Halloween yeah. 3 fan. <laughs> His kids were the only people who liked this movie. <laughs> I get that. I think, uh, well, the, the the answer is obviously no. But yeah, I think these are just like the most iconic, uh, the most iconic Halloween masks. But when we're not talking about Druid Stonehenge magic, we could be making a comment on corporate America. I mean, frankly, we might be anyway. Just like the sheer fact that like they're making these products that will kill your children. Like, <laughs> how many how many things have been recalled because they kill children? Whether it's because there's pieces that fall off and then the kids get inhaled, or they come in a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, they come in a plastic bag. They cause cancer. Like the, any number of reasons. I mean, there's there's something that's killing kids every year. Yeah, if it wasn't for California giving a shit, none of us would know. All the laws are from California. <laughs> like this product is known in the state of California to cause some kind of cancer. And is you're it like, Always the state of California? Yeah. Way to go, California. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, is where this movie is set. Maybe that's why. Yeah. All because, roads lead back to, to Halloween season of the witch. <laughs> because they've had to deal with so much druid magic. You know, we decided one kid's head melting and bugs coming out is too many. Like, we gotta do something about these fucking druid witches. I don't know. It's an ambiguous ending, John. It's an ambiguous ending? It's so ambiguous. Don't start. <laughs> you're you're bringing a bad energy to this episode. You're bringing a bad energy. I'm being reasonable. Okay, let's let's get back to the plot because uh -huh. we can't argue with facts. There is so little to this movie. <laughs> okay, so that I will agree. A with. guy dies Not mysteriously. Not a lot happens. We There's a lot of motel stuff. They go, yeah, right. So like, doctor discovers a weird death, puts on his detective hat. I honestly. I like that setup. I, it's, I, I'm a film noir nerd, so anytime some amateur person becomes a detective, because the I'm daughter of his of, is like, "Help me figure out what happened to my pa," and yeah. he's like, "I have a crush on you." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am uh, slightly estranged from my wife. Of course, I will follow you to the end of the earth. <laughs> a dame came into his office, just so happens to be a hospital, and he's gotta figure this out. You know, he's gotta get to the bottom of this case. You know, they they may as well have killed his partner. This is a classic detective story. A death happened on his watch, and he's gotta get to the bottom of it because she will totally take her pants off if he does. They don't even solve her dad's murder before he's got her in bed. True. It's the worst love interest plot of any detective story I've ever seen. They have nothing in common. He knows nothing about her personality. She knows nothing about his. It's fine. It's literally just like, hey, so we both, have a motel we both happen to be in a <laughs> motel room together. She's like, okay, well, I guess we should get started. He's like, hey, just a minute. Smooch, 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 smooch. <laughs> like, that's, that's all that happens. There's no dialogue. Okay, so there were like a thousand commercial breaks, though. So, like, I'm giving... You think they cut out flirting? No, I'm giving the, the extended motel happenings i'm giving them a little bit extra credit because i feel like maybe it wouldn't have been as excruciating if we had watched it straight through okay but i'm agreeing with you the middle of this movie not a lot happens uh-huh 
They we, get they get to a motel. They discover that her dad was also at that motel. That motel is the only business around. So all of the other salespeople picking up their orders happen to go there. Yes, they they make their way because her father owned a Halloween costume store. May they make their way to the Shamrock, the Silver Shamrock factory, where all of where he was going to pick up a late, last minute, week before Halloween order. It seems like a lot of people are showing up for last minute orders. People shop last minute for Halloween. I think that checks out. They sound like bad business owners. It checks out. <laughs> anyway, so the, these masks are flying off the shelves. They need to pick up more. The only they, they, they can't wait on shipments to be delivered. So like, I I can understand that demand this year was super high because the Silver Shamrock has some crazy ass marketing. Has been running a marketing campaign that the, is just going bananas. The on biggest kids. earworm of a song ever. Do and you, they've been playing it daily. <laughs> you think it's an earworm? I think it's an earworm. You don't think it's... I think it's magic. Okay. Well, yeah, here's... I think it's a spell. Okay, because it's not a good... It's not a good jingle. Mm. And I say that as a person who walks around 365 <laughs> days a year singing it. Mm. Anytime somebody says it's... I, I, I don't know. Like, the, we could be sitting in a room of silence, and every once in a while, I'm like, silver shamrock. It's... I don't like it, and it's living rent-free in my head. So it was a success. I guess it's a success. Annoyance can be a very good marketing campaign. I don't think it's a good song for, especially for a for a franchise of films known for having real good music, great score. They did not make it's a, a they did not make a banger it's for that jingle. It's a motherfucking jingle. But John. for how many times it has to be in the movie? Like we hear that song a billion times, and it's an earworm. Success. Okay, fine. It's you, supposed to be infectious. It's yeah. supposed to be a spell. It's supposed to be this thing that convinces kids to annoy the fuck out of their parents so yeah. they go get this mask. I guess I just wish that it took on a darker tone. Because when I hear the song, I don't think fear, you know? But it's not trying to resonate with you. It's trying to resonate with children. Uh-huh. Sorry you didn't please your horror fan sensibilities. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't uh, like it at Disagree all. to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Disagree, uh, disagreeing to disagree. That's half of what you and I do. <laughs> they don't really make their way into the Silver Shamrock facility until a woman dies. Another woman, another person dies mysteriously under Doctor Dan's watch. Okay, so she's in like the motel room, three doors down, and she's like, "I'm gonna play with this fucking microchip in the back of this mask." Yes, and then she gets like a worm out her nose or something. Yeah, hey, all of these masks that the Silver Shamrock facility have been putting together have a Silver Shamrock emblem in the back of them. That's how you know they're real. They're they're trying to cut down on uh, on counterfeit masks by you gotta look for the Silver Shamrock emblem, kids. And when the emblem falls off, the medallion falls off the back of the mask that she has, she finds a microchip in it. She plays with a, she starts playing around with it with a microchip, misfires, laser hits her in the fucking mouth, splits her head wide open pretty much, and bugs start crawling. Yeah, and she becomes goo face, and I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Love that death. And then a bunch of android employees show up and they're like, we better take away this woman. So this And Dr. Dan is like, what? Has a bunch of android henchmen in it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to agree with you Where again. do we draw the Androids line? Androids are a little much. There's a lot of, you know, Soylent Green happenings in yeah. this movie. <laughs> Not a good move. Now, I, I, I get it. I think they probably made that choice because you can do anything to a robot that, and it's not going to bleed blood. So you can you can argue that it's not violence. You can still keep the rating down a little bit. Like that's something that they're always going to be running up against in especially in 1982 MPAA ratings. Yeah, and don't you kind of think kind no. of No. Kind I don't I don't need to hear the rest of the sentence. That like techno- technological witchcraft is novel. Like I think that's kind of cool. As much as I'm not personally into androids and I don't necessarily love, you know, like I'm a robot. Surprise. Mhm. It's interesting in the context of witches. What? Uh, Android robot henchman is interesting and novel in the context context of witches. They they used a Mad Lib book to make this movie is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like those do not. uh, Yes, it's novel because they don't go together. Mm -hmm. They do not go together, Kim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Like you're making a soup, like you're you're making a nice chicken noodle soup, and you're like, you know what this needs? 
applesauce. No one's no one's doing that. But you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> no, I agree. You wouldn't expect it. You also probably would not get a lot of people returning to that restaurant demanding that soup. And I agree with you. Like, why do they have a stone from Stonehenge? I don't know. I do. I do love the why scene where they, he's just wh- like, you wouldn't believe how we got it here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no elaboration. <laughs> They're literally just like chiseling off bits of Stonehenge to make the medallions or to make the the microchips. It's unclear. They're know. using they're using Stonehenge. Stonehenge dust. They're infusing <laughs> it in the mask somehow or in the medallion, and that's what's going to respond to a beacon that they're putting out through the television that's going to kill children. Yeah, and all of that is sound. <laughs> Airtight. It's kind of nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's wonderfully. Kind of nonsense. It's wonderfully weird nonsense. And that brings me joy. Okay. Yeah. I find joy in that. Is it weird that they're androids? Yes. Mm-hmm. The goo is orange. They have orange goo. Yeah. I don't know why. But I, I, they're I, witches. Again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just Kim just wants witches. It's too many ideas. It's too many ideas too fast. And it's too hard. And like, again, I, I think they could have... They could have stuck to it. They could have put their feet in the ground and said, this is what we're doing. And Halloween 4 is going to be ghosts. And Halloween 5 is going to be You got to stop wondering about, we have to stop talking about what it isn't and what's not there and just look at the movie itself. Okay. And the movie itself has Stonehenge Android witch druids and masks. Okay. And if we meet it on its terms, on its own terms... How and it lives in a universe it? where Halloween 1978 is fictional. Like, this movie is firing on all fucking cylinders. It's just on like, do cylinders. you want a fucking sequel? <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie dares you to like it. Like, it's just... It does! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I, I, gotta, I gotta say that it's not all bad. When they kill that kid, it's a great scene. It's fantastic. They And it's not just... A, it's not just a random kid. They bring a guy in who's like their number one salesman. He's sold more masks than anybody else in the country. Which is crazy. This is how they reward the guy that's making yeah, them as successful as right? possible. They reward him by making him watch his own son die in front of him. And then the you know his they they sit him down in front of a television. The the, the assumption is that we're bringing you in here because we want to get your opinion on a new ad that we're running. Right before Halloween. It's literally Halloween night. It's October 31st. They're getting his opinion on this last minute ad that they're putting together. They've designed a fake living room in a windowless basement for this salesman, his wife, and his son to check out. The ad comes on. It's like, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> are you ready, kids? Get your mask on. It's Silver Shamrock time. And the kid puts his mask on. And then the kid's in, watching the TV intently. And there's like even more strobe effects. And there's just a fucking digital pumpkin. And dad doesn't understand it. He's like, this is the same fucking bullshit they've been playing all month and the kid starts to feel weird and he's trying to get the mask off and his head gets all gooey and he's screaming and it's great because the mask itself looks like it's a rotting pumpkin yes like it's stuck to his face and it's melting and it's askew and shit and bugs and shit start coming out of his mouth yeah like whole snakes are coming out of his mouth and then the snakes bite mom and dad and kill mom and dad i love that idea i love that the kid becomes goo and then monsters come out of the goo and kill the parents like the kids aren't the kids are the number one goal but they're whatever's coming out of them is also killing the parents like it is a it is a divide and conquer kind of killing yeah they're rattlesnakes like there's gonna be some damage done on halloween night yeah entire families are gonna be taken out so evil it's pretty great. I love the I love the sinister nature of we're killing the children. And it's also like it's explained where there's a big villain speech where um, James Bond style, right? Like what's his name? Like Colonel Cochran or whatever. He's yes. like he's like, and we're witches, so we're doing a big ass sacrifice, and we just want everyone dead, really. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween used to be better when we sacrificed children. And- so now we're gonna sacrifice all of them. <laughs> It's pretty rad. Like, yeah. we're overdue. He's like, you know, 
We could have just killed 14 children a year, but no, we had to let it go for so long. Now we've got to kill, dude, let me just check my math here, dude, dude, all of them. What I love it, I love about it, though, is like with Halloween, the Christians are like, I hate modern Halloween. It's, it's you know, basing off a pagan holiday. And then the, the witches are like, this used to be our pagan holiday. And look at it, they bastardized it. I literally had somebody at work the other day telling me that Halloween was against their religion. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean by that? Like, I'm just probing. Like, I know whatever they're going to say is going to be. I just, I'm being a jerk. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, I used to sacrifice children. I'm like, I don't know if that's real. And then literally I come home and it's just like, we're going to do what we used to do. We're going to sacrifice children. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, maybe there is. I mean, I'm basing my history lesson off of a movie. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, man, I don't know. I've never actually looked into it. I said, that's not true doing zero research. Because it just sounds like propaganda. It's a t- it's a ton of different holidays all merged into one. Yeah, which I think were originally Christian holidays. It's all based on the harvest. That's all it comes down to. We got the harvest season. And, you know, people celebrating their dead. A lot of this, like, uh, a lot of Halloween celebrations are about reuniting with your family yeah. from beyond. Yeah. And I think that's romantic. Yeah, totally. And while we're at it, let's kill the kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's brutal. It's great. And I think that scene has to be brutal because a lot of the rest of the movie is Tom Atkins, Dr. Dan, trying to, one, escape the facility, rescue his new girlfriend that he found and uh, who's been kidnapped by these robots and, and then also warn the world about these masks and save his own kids because he knows he's got kids at home with these masks that are going to be tuning in at 9 p.m. PST uh, with the with every other child in America to see who wins the silver shamrock giveaway. There's even a there's even a moment where he's he's escaped the facility and he could just run away, you know, but he finds a telephone and he calls his wife and he's like he's whispering like, honey, you got to fucking believe me. You got to get you gotta he's get still these. in the facility. I think he's just like in the warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. previously he's tried calling the police, but like the phones don't really work in town. Uh, like the pay phone outside the motel doesn't really work properly. Uh, so he tries calling his wife who brushes him off completely. She thinks he's been drinking again. She thinks he's drunk. She's not listening to him. And you can hear the kids being all giddy and happy in the background. And you know it's just a ticking clock until they're they're going to turn into a pile of fucking bugs. So, like, that's great. And, like, you need to have a really graphic child death in order to have the weight of, you know, thousands of other kids dying. And shortly after that, we we see we get a cool little Halloween montage of like all the kids going out as the sun's coming down in all of their different costumes. We're still seeing masks flying off the shelves like death is coming for these kids. Yeah, and they're all making their way back home because they want to be in front of their television They got to be back in time. Yeah, for 9 p.m. Unless you live in New York. If you're on Eastern Standard Time, midnight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why this was set in California. It really should have been set in like set in like the central time zone. Or just like but- three, three, four, five hours <laughs> earlier. Like he's, he wants to kill as many kids as possible. He probably shouldn't be running a giveaway at midnight EST. No. <laughs> it sounds like he just hates the West Coast. <laughs> just the West Coast children shall die. <laughs> yeah. He's got actually a really good plan. Dr. Dan, once he finally escapes. He he can't leave without his girlfriend Ellie. So he he rescues her off a operating table where they've where they've got her chained up. They do try and kill him too by putting him in a room with a television and a mask. Uh, but he breaks the television, cuts his cuts his straps, and puts the mask over the camera to kind of like hide where he's where he's going. Obviously, they see him rescue his girlfriend, but they don't see him go up on a catwalk where he's got a box of these microchips that he basically just like dumps on the floor in front of all the bad guys, uh, which react to the to the TV going off. I love that because essentially Dr. Dan is a witch at the end. Doctor, so he-, <laughs> he he meets them on their own playing field. He yeah. wit- he outwitches the witches. We got to fight fire with fire. And he, uh, yeah, he uses the He stonehenges the fuck out of them. Oh, man, it's so, it's so silly. It's so silly. And it, don't get me wrong. It is a great image when we see all of these scientists, I guess, whatever, dead around these TV monitors. Like, and it creates a sort of- um, Stonehenge? Creates a sort of Stonehenge, <laughs> uh, and it attracts the power of the giant rock, which kills Connell, 
Cochran, the big bad, he basically just evaporates. You know what I thought but was going to happen in that moment? What? And I'm a little disappointed it wasn't. I thought when there was that big ring of like the dead scientist witches slash androids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are they androids? I don't know who's a witch and who's an android. Mm-hmm. I thought the deity or the the big evil that they were trying to appease with these sacrifices was going to be disappointed because the sacrifice was so small because it was only like these oh. six scientists. And I thought he was going to smite uh, Mr. Cochran. I mean, it's possible that still happened because he was just like this. Not good enough. I wanted all the children of the universe. I wanted all the children of the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just Stonehenge. <laughs> it's just Stonehenge. I mean, like, yeah, he gets evaporated. They, they kill him. I, I love, too, that in that, that moment, he looks up at Dr. Dan, and he's just like, well played, sir. Well played. And then he just turns into dust. But that's not the end. Like, Dr. Dan is still going to figure out how to stop the giveaway from going on. Like, he's got maybe 20 minutes at this point. He's got to get to town. He's got to get to a telephone. Because they the, the entire facility catches on fire, and he's got to get the fuck out of there. Don't you think that would stop it? Like... Like they Apparently not. They wouldn't release the broadcast because everybody to do it is dead. Or? Well, I, don't, I I think that well, they're not broadcasting live from the facility, right? Like live from the s- facility. Yeah, it's we're... your kids are dead. <laughs> yeah, what were all those guys doing at those computer banks playing it? No idea. No idea. Like it doesn't seem like they needed to be doing anything because they had delivered the ad off to the networks. Like the networks are the people that are going to be running the ad. Mm. And I love that it doesn't require any special technology to run the death ray through the television. It's just that something in the broadcast is going to activate with the microchip that's in the back of it's these It's the masks. flashing pumpkin. I don't know. You think that's what it is? It's just the strobe? It's the flashy pumpkin. Yeah. It's, it's a the, little bit a different A really early QR code. <laughs> <laughs> QR. The first QR code was Witchcraft. <laughs> On his way back into town, he discovers that his girlfriend Ellie's a robot. She's been replaced. She's an android too. That's so metal. It's very metal of her. Yes. Uh, so he has to kill her, uh, get to a telephone, and he cuts her head off like H two O. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like Laurie Strode in H two O. Oh, I at remember. At the end of it. Yeah. Which is then retconned in Resurrection. Stupidly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's the only the only mistake Halloween Resurrection makes. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, Dr. Dan's on the phone, and he's calling the networks, and he's he sounds like a crazy person. Like, how do you call a television network and like, you just gotta believe me, I don't have any proof, but the masks that all these kids are wearing are gonna kill them if they watch the ad. You gotta take the ad off the TV, and for, I, I don't, I, it's Halloween night. Convincing no one. Apparently convincing the Two TV. Two out of three channels. It's one guy on the phone who apparently has the, 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 the ability to stop all ads on any television network that he wants and he's literally in a gas station where kids have come trick-or-treating and they turn the television on to the ad because they know what time it is like oh we got to see the giveaway and he's watching children he's basically standing in front of three kids that are about to die at his feet if they don't get this ad off and like okay we turned the ad off we turn the ad off on network one we t- and then the kid just like changes the channel like oh fuck there's like these kids have outsmarted us <laughs> it's great <laughs> there's no- john doe has the upper hand <laughs> And he gets them to turn it off on channel two. But then there's a third channel that's still broadcasting the ad. And the movie ends with him screaming, you gotta stop. You gotta stop this. And he looks at the camera. It's real good. It's so good. It's a great ending. It's a fantastic ending because all of the children definitely die. Yeah, and, and he probably dies too, unless he gets out of there real quick. Because those he's kids, not wearing a mask. No, he's not wearing a mask. But those <gasps> there's three kids in the front snacks. of him that are gonna turn into <laughs> snacks. Yeah. In my yeah. memory, he's on the phone with his wife. Like for some reason, that's just how I always remember the ending. That he's he's called his wife and he's trying to convince his wife to t- to turn the TV off or to take the masks off the kids' heads. So he basically like is on the phone listening to his kids die. That's, I mean, that's effective too, but yeah. the fact that we already know based on how their other phone call went, we know that his kids are watching the broadcast. Yeah, you're right. Like that's that's the weight of that final scene because he knows, like he's, he's yeah, he's trying to be nice and save all the kids of America, but more than anything, he's trying to save his own kids. It's a great ending. It's heavy. It's real good. It's good. You know what's crazy is that so many good moments with Tom Atkins and not just this movie is him on the phone 
So many great moments of Tom Atkins just being mean on a telephone. Like, think about Night of the Creeps. Like, his introduction, the phone rings, it picks it up, thrill me. Like, that's the coolest way to answer a phone ever. But he's he's the kind of guy who picks up a phone and goes, yeah, what? You know? And I believe it. He's got the mustache for I it. I believe it. The mustache for it. Yeah. So, in looking at the scope of Halloween 3 as a whole, yeah. I will say, and I'm giving you, I'm going to give you some points here. That part of me wishes this was a little bit more suburban. I'm not necessarily like, there's no Michael Myers in this. There's no Laurie Strode in this. I'm sad. I miss Dr. Loomis. But I think what's really one of the most fantastic things about the original Halloween is how perfectly suburban it feels. Mm -hmm. Like the leaves and and what walking home from school felt like and Halloween night. And it really captured... I guess, the safety of suburbia and made it unsafe in a way that was lightning in a bottle. It was magical. And I think that's why it was so successful because it looked like a safe spot and it wasn't a safe night. Yeah, this movie is takes place mostly at a... A motel in a manufacturing facility. So, I mean, you lose... The feel of what Halloween night is, because for most of us, Halloween night is a very suburban holiday. You are out in your street, in your neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. so, like... For something to be very scary and Halloween related, it should be out in the streets. Like it should be, <laughs> it should be, it should feel like it's in your neighborhood growing up. It should mm-hmm. feel like it, it's just outside your door. It's in your sleepy town. And this movie feels like it is a fictional story and it could be set anywhere. And it doesn't necessarily give me those nostalgic Halloween vibes, okay. which is maybe the one thing I will give, I guess. You credit for not liking it? I don't know. <laughs> Kim's Kim's trying on her negotiate her like cop negotiator hat here. She's trying to sway my final rating of the I, movie by meeting me halfway. I'm just trying I'm to I'm just see, gonna give you a little bit I'm, and then I'm, you maybe come to me. <laughs> I'm trying to be very even keeled. I'm not trying to be like, no, it's the greatest movie ever. Yeah. Because I think it is a little slow in the middle and it is really out of left field like I will agree with you it is very out of left field it's a really random sequel yeah I just happen to really like weird nonsense I also like weird nonsense but I uh... it's working (laughs) 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 fuck Um, so I I love a big swing and I th- I think failing with a big swing is better than failing with a mediocre idea. Yes. You know? Yep. Like, always. Even some of the movies. That's why you can give androids some grace. <sighs> they're a swing. How do you how do you appreciate the attempt but but you know, dock some points for the execution, you know? <laughs> like I love the ideas here and I love the I love the attempt. Do not like the finished product is really the thing. You know, maybe if we lived in an alternate reality where they did commit to the anthology thing that we would look back on this as like, oh wow, this was a great pivot. I think it was a little too weird too fast. And to your point, like I think it sucks that we're not as suburban about it. Cause yeah, we're mostly just in a warehouse watching some dudes on an assembly line or some robots walking around a weird Willy Wonka factory of weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very Soylent Green. It's the stuff. Like, yeah. We're, oh, man, this would be a great double build, the stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it's man versus evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a, it's, it's a brave attempt, but I just, maybe it's just because it's druid witches and android robots and stuff. It's not, it, it feels too far from Halloween Perhaps getting rid of the android robot stuff would have been a good idea. Yeah, just warehouse witches I would have been fine with. <laughs> warehouse witches. Maybe we also get rid of warehouse. Like just No, I like witches, corporate witchcraft. Witches, corporate witchcraft. Okay, well, when you say it like that, that's fun. Uh, you know, but... Uh, that should be a Halloween song, corporate witchcraft. It's the time corporate witch- of the season. The, the, the corporate witchcraft song boop, is the theme boop, song boop, for Spirit Halloween. Clock in your shift. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? I just said, like, whatever jingle they're playing in any Spirit Halloween ad, that's the corporate witchcraft song. Yeah, Spirit Halloween is corporate witchcraft. Yeah. (sighs) Final ratings. Yeah, so I will say I think we watched this in the best way possible. We have not watched a Halloween movie, like a a John Carpenter's Halloween and Michael Myers movie. I watched Halloween H20 the other day. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I personally have not watched a Michael Myers movie within the last calendar year, I don't think. 
And I watched, so I'm watching Halloween three season of the witch in a complete vacuum. I've got no frame of reference. I'm not comparing, at least I'm not trying to compare it to the other Halloween movies that came before it or after it. I still think it's just, it's a little fucking strange, man. Um, Just give it a rating. You fuck. (laughs) I think it's a two out of four with a 0.5 bump for, late October cocaine. <laughs> like I th- I You think... could just say brazenness. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I th- honestly, this movie has the energy of, yeah, and then they're robots. Yeah, and then the, the witches have robots. And then, then the kids turn into snakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a great. We're going to make so much fucking money. It's like, such a yes and movie. Yeah. I cocaine fucking, is the yes and of I everybody. Fucking, Mr. Maximum Overdrive, you shut your mouth. Yeah, but that movie starts with cocaine. It, it's it's not like trying to like, ooh, maybe we're something different. Like it, that movie from the get go is we're going off the fucking rails, baby. See, I think if the, maybe this movie didn't have the lull in the middle of just like a lot of motel yeah. nonsense, you would be more on board. Probably. This movie needed more cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three out of four because I really liked it. I think fucking androids are bonkers. I think witches are fucking gnarly. And I I like an evil corporation. I like the masks. I like the commercial. I love the whole premise. I'm for it. It's just not really suburban. That's the only thing I can fault it for. Yeah. I just wanted it to be a little bit more like homegrown Halloween. Look, I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to agree on this movie ever. Ever, ever, ever. I'm surprised we don't agree. This was news to me. And I would love to hear your thoughts out there listening to this podcast. If you love this movie, message Kim. If you hate this movie, come on, let's have, let's have a chat. No, like let us let us know what you think of Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. I know this movie has has its own cult following, and more and more people are coming around and appreciating it. I'm very happy for this movie, that people like it. I'm happy for Tom Tommy Lee Wallace, who would go on to direct Fright Night 2 and the It miniseries. I know! Like, motherfucker is responsible for some of the best and some of the weirdest horror movies that we have. And if if you love this movie, I am very happy for you. I, I, I love that you love it. And I think I will probably not watch this movie again for a little while. <laughs> very weird. I'm very surprised. I thought you were going to be beaten to the tune of this drum. Hey, I love killing kids as much as the next <laughs> podcaster. But hey, like, I, I, you know, I've got my limits. <laughs> Wow. Hit us up on Twitter at NOFS Podcast, on threads at Nightmare on Film Street, or in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com slash Discord. We'd love to hear what you think of Halloween Season of the Witch. If you want even more Nightmare on Film Street content, consider supporting us on Patreon at nofspodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash Nightmare on Film Street. We have a ton of bonus content, episodes, and even more for you to check out in exchange for a small monthly donation that goes right into making Nightmare on Film Street, you know, continue to run. Yeah, and shout out to the existing members of the Fiend Club for making this possible and keeping this show free for everybody. Y'all are the coolest, and I wish every single person listening to this a happy Halloween. We'll be back at you again next week with another episode of Nightmare on Film Street. But until then, I'm Kim. I'm John. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.